welcome to More Life, the Reentry Podcast, a podcast about offender reentry reform and advocacy. I'm your host, Vinkivia Garner. Thank y'all for tuning in today. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking briefly about voting rights. And this is going to be, once again, another solo episode just to give some information about voting rights and to kind of debunk one particular myth related to voting rights. Um, so I feel like we've probably all heard this, and um, or at least we've heard it somewhere where an individual with a felony conviction can never vote. I want to say right now, like, that is completely a myth. Um, there are some restrictions for certain states, but that is not actually true that an individual with a felony conviction can never vote. Um, a better statement to kind of replace that myth or what I would like to call a fact um, is almost all states restrict voting rights for a period of time, but every state has a restoration process to regain those voting rights. Generally, it's not a matter of whether one can vote, but how and when an individual can vote. Um, so like I said, there's always this, there's always been this like common misconception that all the states will permanently disenfranchise a person with a felony conviction when in reality that's not really the case. Every state is they operate very differently when it comes to disenfranchisement and when it comes to restoring one's right to vote. And so, but I do want to make it very clear that states do take away a citizen's right to vote for at least some criminal convictions. However, most of the states will automatically restore that right uh, once an individual is no longer incarcerated or once they've completed all the conditions that they have had. So if that's parole or probation, um, once that is completed, sometimes voting rights are automatically restored contingent on the state. But if they're not restored, then there's a process in which the individual can go through to restore their rights and re-register to vote. Um, so really, I guess an even more accurate way of saying it is that their voting rights are generally just like suspended for a term, um, not necessarily terminated. And there was actually a recent document put out by the Department of Justice um, that they titled A Guide to State Voting Re Sorry, that was recently released, and it's called A Guide to State Voting Rules that Apply After Criminal Conviction. So this guide was recently updated in June 2022, and it's literally like a guide that will walk you through like a series of different questions um, to help you understand how each state's law works. Um, so you just look at the guide, whatever state that you live in, and walk through the questions based off your circumstances. Um, it gives information about how to reach officials in a particular state, if you want help to register to vote, um, or if you just have any additional questions that need to be answered. I know it's a little late to try to register to vote right now, but you can also go to vote.gov and find information there about how to register to vote or even just to check your registration status. Um, so I really think this is like a really good topic, especially considering the fact that like we are in the middle of mid-term elections 
and people are we're voting locally and um, people may not know this information or they uh, may be an individual that has a felony conviction and think that they can't vote. So I feel like this information is so important and I will make sure that I put this guide in the description box. That way people can access it and are able to learn more about it and spread to other people that may need this information. Um, like I said, the laws and the um, how the restoration process of voting rights goes is very contingent on the state. Um, so be sure that you are looking at the proper state of which you are planning to register for. Um, that way you can make sure that you have the most accurate information. And like I said, if you have any questions, vote.gov, you can find more information um, as well as they might have contact. Well, not even might, they should have contact information on their website for further information. I will say because um, of where I currently reside, I can only speak to the laws in Illinois um, and I will also be attaching a document that I pulled from offline about know your rights, voting with the criminal record, specifically for the state of Illinois. So I will say in Illinois, regardless of your criminal record, anyone who is not serving time for a conviction is eligible to vote. So the you can vote in Illinois if you have been released from jail. Um, on parole, mandatory supervised release, or electronic monitoring. You can vote if you have been charged and not convicted. You can vote if you are in jail pretrial. You can also vote if you have been released on bail or bond, are not convicted for the crime you are detained for, are under electronic monitoring, or have recently been arrested but never convicted. You can vote if you are on probation. You can vote if you have been incarcerated before, but are not currently. And you can vote if you are homeless or don't have a permanent living situation. The circumstances in which you cannot vote would be if you are not a U.S. citizen. Um, so that's including green card holders and other people with lawful status. You are under the age of 18. Um, if you have been convicted of any crime and currently are in prison or jail for that crime. You can't vote if you are on furlough. And just in case if you don't know what that means, that's just temporary leave from prison or jail. You cannot vote if you are a resident of an adult transition center. And you cannot vote if you voted in a different state in the same election. So those are the terms of when you can vote or eligibility to vote and what eligibility to vote and what makes you ineligible to vote. Um, like I said, I will make sure that I post this information in the description box so you can further read it. Um, another requirement is just you also must be registered to vote. Um, and I know, like I said before, that that has passed, but you can also just go online and check your registration status um, and see how that goes. That way you can See if you are registered and then determine the best registration or determine the best voting method for you. Um, there are a couple different voting uh, methods that you can do. So this is vote by mail. Um, you can do early voting in person or you can do election day voting in person.
along with the information that I just provided, um, for people who have felony convictions, there's also six things that you need to know that I feel like is pertinent. Um, and one of them is that an IDOC ID can be used to register to vote in person. There are a lot of forms of acceptable ID to use when registering, and that IDOC ID can be used when registering. Um, but you also must have another form of ID that shows your current address. Um, number two, you must re-register to vote when you are released from jail or prison, even if you were registered prior to your conviction. Um, the third thing is that your address can be a shelter, a friend's house, or a pantry, um, as long as you receive mail there. Um, if you're registering in person, you will need a letter from someone verifying that you just, you know, you reside at that address or that you receive mail at that address. Um, and this letter can also be used as your two forms of ID when you're registering. And uh, the fourth one is if you have restrictions on your movement, you can also still vote. So if you're on parole, electric monitoring, or if you are a registered individual with a sex offense, um, you can either vote early at one of the polling locations where you are not restricted, or you can apply to vote by mail. Um, and then the fifth thing that is really important for you to know is just that if you have been charged with a crime but not yet convicted, you can vote. Like I said before, you can vote if you have been released on bail or bond, you are in jail but not convicted of the crime for which you are being held, you are under electronic monitoring, or you have been recently arrested but not convicted. And the last thing that I think you also need to know is that if you are already a registered voter, you do not need to bring an ID with you to vote, but it might be helpful because it's the easiest way to clear up questions if there are any about your eligibility to vote. Um, so I hope this information was useful. And like I said, I will list all of the resources that I have um, in the description box. And if you have any other questions, um, regardless of your state, please go to vote.gov. Um, but if you have any other questions as far as of Illinois and the voting rights here, you definitely can go to www.elections.il.gov to get more information. And I thank you all for tuning in. And like I said, I hope this information was useful and that it can be resourceful for someone. And we're just really appreciative of you listening to us today. Thank you and have a great day. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at More Life The Reentry Podcast.